0: Thank you.
1: In the name of the Father, in the name of the Son,
2: in the name of the Spirit, Lord, we come. We'll gather together
1: to lift up your name,
2: to call on our Savior,
1: to fall on your grace. In the name of the Father,
2: in the name of the Son, in the name of the Spirit, Lord, we come. We we'll gather together to lift up your name to call on our savior to fall on your grace hear the joyful sound of our offering as your saints bow down as your people sing we will rise with you lifted on your wings and the world. In the name of the Son, in the name of the Spirit,
0: Lord, we come. we we'll are gather together
2: to lift up your name,
0: to call on our Savior,
2: to fall on your grace. Hear the joyful sound of our offering. As your saints bow down, as your people sing, we will rise with you on your way good to know that the Lord is a God who saves and it doesn't matter what our tomorrow holds if he is saving our life then he is holding it and he's got the sunshine when we need it and he's got the answers when we need it
1: I don't know about tomorrow, I just live from day to day. I don't borrow from its sunshine, for its clouds may turn to rain. I don't worry or the future, for I know. He knows
3: serve. Amen. Would you bow your heads with me this morning? Heavenly Father, we come before you. We thank you for the opportunity to come together and to worship you, just to sit at your feet, to grow in your presence and your love and your grace. And Father, we just pray that you'll be in this message this morning. Father, speak into our hearts, speak into our lives, transform us, draw us closer to you, transform us and shape us, Lord, so that we would become more like you in all we do and all we say. Father, we thank you for all that you've done and for all you're doing. We thank you for providing and protecting. your name we pray. Amen. Well, this morning's passage comes from Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. Therefore, I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice. Holy and pleasing to God, this is your spiritual act of worship. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. This is the prelude to the discussion of what we must do before we're ready to live as believers in the world. We live in a world that is going to throw challenges at us, is going to throw struggles at us, and if we're not ready for what we're going to face, we'll end up off track, struggling, hurting, and wondering where things went wrong. Well, the first thing that Paul tells us here is that our lives must be a living sacrifice And I was reading about Cyrus, the founder of the Persian Empire, and once he had captured a prince and his family. And when they came before him, the monarch asked the prisoner, what will you give me if I release you? Half of my wealth was his reply. And if I release your children, everything I possess. And if I release your wife, your majesty, I will give myself. Cyrus was so moved by his devotion that he freed them all. As they returned home, the prince said to his wife, wasn't Cyrus a handsome man? With a look of deep love for her husband, she said to him, I didn't notice. I could only keep my eyes on you. The one who was willing to give himself for me. And this is exactly what Jesus Christ has done for us. We're celebrating his triumphant entry this week, Palm Sunday, heading into Easter, where Jesus makes the ultimate sacrifice. And we are called to live a life that is sacrificial, to surrender our lives to him daily. You see, God asks nothing more and nothing less of each of us than that our lives be a living sacrifice to him. Psalms chapter 19 says, May the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be pleasing to you, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. You see, all faith makes sacrifice the root of what it believes. But the Christian's belief in sacrifice makes it the flower with the sweet fragrance of Jesus Christ living with him. It becomes a beautiful act. Love. You see, the sacrifice that we make is not one that is done in terms of ending a physical life, but it is a surrender, the laying down of our old life, giving up what stands in the way of our relationship with Jesus Christ, so that the transforming work of Christ and His Holy Spirit can work in the body of the believer. This is the vehicle through which the new life of the believer is expressed. 2 Timothy 2.21 says, if you keep yourself pure, you will be a special utensil for honorable use. Your life will be clean and you will be ready for the master to use you for every good work. When we surrender our lives as a living sacrifice to Christ, when we purify our lives through his Holy Spirit and we live in a way that is honorable, You see, God will use us to share his love and his grace with those around us, with a world that needs him. Our bodies are a temple for the Holy Spirit, and we each must consecrate our bodies to him. So that means we have to give him free access to every part of our physical body, our mental body, our heart, our soul. He must have free will and free reign to work in us so that he can transform us and prepare us for what he has ahead. Paul tells us in Ephesians 4, Therefore, I, a prisoner for serving the Lord, beg you to lead a life worthy of your calling, for you have been called by God. What a calling that is. Now, how does God change us? Well, he does this through several different methods, and I want to look at some of them this morning. Let's look at just three ways that he does this when we surrender to him. And the first thing that we're going to see is this word consume. Now, let me tell you, the word consume refers to the act of an individual assuming an outward expression that does not come from within them. This is not a representation of our inner life. You see, this doesn't come from us. To be conformed means that we must surrender to the Holy Spirit, to God, for His Spirit to come into us and to be able to work, for Him to be able to transform our life into His image. Don't let the world around you squeeze you into its own mold. Instead, let the Holy Spirit conform your life, mold your life, and transform your life Into the image of Jesus Christ. Well, the first thing that that they work on is, is our moral center. Morally, we're transformed. We no longer see the world as it sees things. You see, we take on the eyes and the heart of Christ in how we deal with others and how we love one another. We see others through the lens of Jesus Christ. You see, the world has its fads and its fashions, and they change with each generation. But when our lives are conformed to Christ, the world doesn't hold any sway over us anymore. We become the ones to set the standard for the world because of the transformation that has happened in us and the love and the grace of Jesus Christ that is flowing in the Holy Spirit through us to make us more like him. We. Set the view for the world in how we act, in how we speak, and by how we represent Christ in all we do, so that the world may see him. Titus 2.12 says, And we are instructed to turn from godless living and sinful pleasures. We should live in this world with wisdom, righteousness, and devotion to God. You see, when God gets a hold of our moral compass, the direction starts to change. It starts to shift in the direction that is God's will and not our will. And as he's working on this change in us, he's also working on us mentally. Our mental thought processes change, how we think about things, how we look at things, how we say things. You see, this is a lot like what a butterfly goes through. We call it metamorphosis, that a butterfly starts as a caterpillar, and it creates that womb, and it crawls into it and goes through a process that transforms it, and it comes out like a beautiful butterfly. And God does this to our mental process. He changes our thoughts, our emotions, so that they are conformed to his will, to his image of Jesus Christ. Ephesians 1.18 I pray that your hearts will be flooded with light so that you can understand the confident hope he has given to those he called. His holy people who are his rich and glorious inheritance. You are his inheritance. He is wanting to transform you into the image, the perfect image that he has for you. Psalms 51.10 says, create in me a clean heart, O God. Renew a loyal spirit within me. You see, God wants to renew you mentally to restore you back to the image that he created you to live in. Two examples of this from Scripture, of this being renewed, restored, and transformed. The first is Moses being transformed after he spent time with God on the mountain. Exodus chapter 34, when Moses came down from Mount Sinai with two tablets of the covenant law in his hands, he was not aware that his face was radiant because he had spoken with the Lord. When Aaron and all the Israelites saw Moses, his face was radiant and they were afraid to come near him. The Shekinah glory of the Lord radiated from Moses' face from the time that he spent with the Lord being transformed and changed from the inside out. Second is Stephen. We see this in Acts when he spent time with the Sanhedrin confronting them. Acts 6.15 All who were sitting in the Sanhedrin looked intently at Stephen and they saw that his face was like the face of an angel. Think about it. Because of the relationship, because of the devotion, the change, the physical change that happens because of the mental change, the moral change that God had been working in these men, all because their focus was on him. You see, the Holy Spirit's work is not cosmetic alone. His work is within us, renewing the mind, transforming the soul working to make us pure and righteous and holy. Well, God also changes our motivations. Think about this for a minute this morning. Why do you do the things you do? That can be a tough question to answer sometimes. But God wants to change each of us so that we do things for him and not for ourselves. You see, we're each responsible to discover what God's will is for our lives. And as we discover it through our walk with him, we each need to embrace that. The way that our motivations change is we embrace what He has called us to be involved in. We embrace where He has called us to serve. We embrace a deeper relationship with Him. We embrace time in prayer, privately and corporately. We embrace worship together as corporate body as well as privately. But we come together seeking His will and His motivation, not our own. God wants our motivations to be pure and holy and to be done in accordance with his will, not what the world wants. James chapter 1, verse 27 says, Pure and genuine religion in the sight of God, the Father means caring for orphans and widows in their distress and refusing to let the world corrupt you. It means focusing on loving others to share the grace and love of Jesus Christ. It means getting outside of being focused on ourselves and getting out into the world to share his love and his grace. First Peter 4:2, you won't won't spread, you won't spend the rest of your lives chasing your own desires, but you will be anxious to do the will of God. You see, when we are seeking his will, when we're seeking a motivation that brings us back to his feet, to being more like him, to spending more time in his will, in his heart, we will want nothing else and to do his will. Well, we often look at hardships and trials, dark clouds and uncertainty as bad things. But when God rolls them away and we look back on the situation, we'll be able to see the marvelous things that God has been leading to do for us, the things he has been providing. You see, God is already working for us if we will come as living sacrifices to him and be conformed in our daily lives to the image of Jesus Christ now in the midst of this satan's going to want to trick you he wants to get your get your life into this mode of fear and that's that's the place that he wants because if he can get you into the mode of fear if he can get you into the mode that he can distract you and take your eyes off Christ then he wins But here's the good news, because when we focus on our relationship with Jesus Christ, God does the work in our hearts and our lives. His spirit, when we surrender, fills us with Christ and we live our lives with him. And that removes the fear, the anxiety, the stress of everything happening in the world. And everything the devil's trying to do. What is it that has you stressed? What is it that has you worried? Jesus wants you to come and lay it at his feet. Surrender it. Sacrifice it to him. And let him take it. Let him transform it. To be used for his glory. And his grace. God is still alive and working today. No matter what anybody tells you, God is still on his throne. And he wants to renew you and restore your heart, your mind, and your body. He wants to transform your life into his image. So that you can live holy and righteous for him, for the whole world to see. So this morning as we celebrate Palm Sunday, the greatest gift that's ever been given, may we come filled with hope, love, and joy, surrendering our lives back to the one who gave us the greatest example, trusting in him, following him in faith, and surrendering. you bow your heads with me heavenly father we come before you this morning we thank you for all that you're doing in our hearts and our lives Lord and father as we hear your word your message poured into us this morning Lord would you just search us if there's anything that stands in the way of our relationship with you father may we lay it down if there's any fear or any doubt Father, we want to give it to you this morning. May we surrender it to you. Lord, we thank you for the gift of your son. For the fact that you loved us so much, you would allow your only son to leave his throne and to come to this earth to have a relationship with us. And so, Father, we surrender everything to you. We give it to you transform our hearts and our lives. Lord, work in us, conform us, transform us to be images of you in all we do and all we say. Thank you, Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen. I love you. We'll be talking to you soon. Have a blessed day.